Well, Andy Mickey, 104.5 The Zone. My my son asked me yesterday, is it Wednesday? I said, no, it's Monday, but tomorrow is Tuesday. Well, today is yesterday, it's tomorrow, and it's Tuesday. So happy Tuesday, everybody. It's Tuesday. It seems like it's Thursday or something to me. You ever have those nights where you look around and you've done all this stuff and, and all this, like especially in the wintertime, and then something comes up about what time is it, you look and it's like 7.03. And you think it's eleven fifteen? Y'all ever, it, Lucas? You're young. Do you ever have that, where you just completely, you just lose track of time? Yeah, I think so. I don't know. <laughs> See, you're not selling it. I, for me, it's like yeah, it so when I look at the clock and it's seven. I'm like, oh, it's early, you know. And then at like <laughs> nine or ten, I start to think maybe it's time to to think about going to bed. And then eleven or twelve, I'm probably in bed. See, I think you just nailed that. Young people look and think. Oh, I got all the time in the world, all the time. Because metaphorically in life, you've got all the time in the world. But I can remember being your age and like my buddy called me at nine o'clock and I'm saying, yeah, I'm going to wait about another hour and then let's meet at, you know, wherever we would have been meeting 20 years ago. And now I, I'm like, it's, it's, what, what? Is it not Wednesday? What? <laughs> what are we, th- it's 701? I thought it was 1130. <laughs> what? Well, when are you eating dinner? Because I'm probably eating dinner at 7 o'clock. Nah, we got little people, so we eat pretty that early. That we sense. eat pretty early. When you got rabble, I mean, you, I mean, we're, we're not like, you know, hitting the, the, we're not fighting over steak at the buffet line like the news story <laughs> that's out now at, you know, 430, but we eat pretty early. When you got kids, man, you just you got stuff to do. You just eat, and then you wonder what time it is till it's time to go to bed. Fair what, enough. Tell me, we usually you six six thirty. Is that too early for you? When I used to be on in the afternoon, we ate at like six thirty, six forty five when I got home. But uh, you know, my whole clock got sped up, so maybe more like five thirty. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, I mean, you're going to go. I mean, you eat a lot, man. So you may go for round two. A hundred percent, I'm eating again before I go to bed. <laughs> I brought Blaine this bag of almonds, and he's like, oh, thanks, man. I've had these before. I was like, I know. I was telling you because I eat these all the time now. I just eat, like, I'm trying not to eat, like, Twinkies. So I have this bag of almonds. I'm trying to be more like Tom Brady. You know, it got him to playing football to 44. I'm, <laughs> yeah, okay, I have to. Yeah, I'm going to go get them. He's got that right here. <laughs> Meanwhile, the almonds have a slew of salt on them all. Well, of course they do, but they're almonds. <laughs> this is JT, if you're listening, our, our old producer, JT, legend yeah, of the zone. Is it, man, did I, I need to go fix our camera? It's no, two good. gram net carbs. That, I can't try any harder than that. Quit believing what's on the bag. I can't try any harder than that. JT, if he's listening, one day we were standing in the hallway, and JT lost 100 pounds, just like Jason um, Martin. Unbelievable. He lost a person. We had multiple people at the radio station who lost a person's worth of weight. <clears throat> and I was like, man, I'm trying to do better. You know, I'm t- I, you just try to lose like twenty, huh? Well, I, no, I just want to weigh one sixty-seven or eight. It's like my target weight, <laughs> and so and so I'm like one sixty-eight. So I'm like, you know, man, I'm like one seventy-three. I said I I had a banana yesterday for a snack, and and JT looked at me and he was dead serious, and he goes, "Man, you can't eat those things; they're full of sugar." Yeah. Oh no. And I said, as God in heaven, yeah, it's my witness. Uh-huh. If bananas are bad, then screw it. I'm gonna buy a box of Twinkies. And now you're making fun of my nuts. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody's making fun of your nuts there? Yes. You said my nuts were too salty. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, man. Hitman are saying my nuts are too salty. Blue diamond. 
<laughs> he is down, by the way. <laughs> Blue Diamond Almonds. This, this is the best I can do. If I can't eat this in a banana, then screw it. I'm just going to have the worst stuff I can have. No, you're not. Because I brought you the sack. Just so you can sample. Oh, man. You this is your this. sack of nuts <laughs> that I brought you. Oh, They're man. salty. We need to practice what we're going to say next time. <laughs> <laughs> this is not good. Oh, so man. if I can't eat this. It says it's hard healthy. This is what happens when the Titans Titans lose and they're not. (laughs) Oh, no. It's months of this coming. So hold on tight. Oh, man. It's months of this coming. So hold on tight. You got me all hot and bothered. (laughs) Good Lord. Well, I'm just saying. I don't know what time it is. I don't know what's good for me to eat or not. I can't eat a banana or my nuts have too much coating on them. (laughs) They're smokehouse almonds. Yeah. It says on the bag, smart eating. It's a picture of a heart. Yeah. So, it, it's, so it's supposed to be healthy. That's the one pound value bag. bag. Mm-hmm. Enjoy. So what time it is, is the senior bowl started today. That's what time it is. And, and you know, then what, they got two weeks to the Super Bowl? Two weeks to the Super Bowl. Hey, oh, 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 the biggest news is, oh, t- TB12 retired. It's official. He said so. You think Adam Schefter was like, oh, thank you. Yeah, I think Tom was like, oh, I don't want to feel bad. And I think now it's gotten past the, it was first, right? Today's February 1st. So, yep. um, by the way, police, if you're listening, my tags are in the mail. I bought them. <laughs> so, not here yet. <laughs> you were, oh, you January? Yeah. Uh-oh. But I bought them. I told you, you and me were talking hey, that one day. You, I'm like, hold on, man. Should, I want you to put a sticker over the top or a piece of paper and tape it on there and say, my tags are on the way. I'm going to put a post-it note <laughs> right. on there. Be a patrol car but waiting you, you can just go to like the rec center, and there's a little robot there. And I was hoping it would talk in a robot voice. And I was kind of crushed. It didn't say a word. But you just like scan your driver's license, and it's like, yeah, man, your truck needs new tags. I'm like, here we go. Oh. So I'm like, you know, You're not on a reminder email? I don't even think I get the room. Maybe my wife gets it. No, I, I don't either. I, I My plates two years ago ended in March, and I went all the way to December not knowing until I pulled up to the gas station. <laughs> and a police friend of mine said, hey, Blake, you know your tags are up? I said, well, I didn't get the, huh? remi- I didn't get the reminder email. <laughs> he said, hey, man, we don't do that anymore. <laughs> That's what he said. I, I, How hard is that? I said, oh, my gosh. I could have got – I pulled up, man. I immediately drove right and got my tags, man. I couldn't believe it. I was so ashamed because I tried to say so organized, and I just – it slipped my mind. I don't but that's know what automated, happened. though. You it, it, can't just poop I, out an email the I, month that your tags are due. Yeah, it, 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 he's like, "Oh man," I said, "Oh man, thanks a lot." Yeah, he, he could have easily gave me a ticket. Put a post-it note on there. Said applied for. I was thinking about it, but I didn't because I drove immediately there. And and then at that point in time, look, listen to this. I was nervous I to go get pulled over. Meanwhile, I went like six months. Right, <laughs> right, but but, no, but this. Six-minute drive is what's going to finally get yeah, you. It's, yeah, it got me. Yeah, yeah, but it didn't, so. Yeah, man, so. <laughs> so, so, t- so Tom Brady retired so he can unretire and be, be a Titan. That, that's how I see this whole thing going down. <laughs> that dude is 44 years old. In his 44th year on this earth, he led the NFL in passing yards over 5,300. He led the NFL in passing touchdowns, 43. He led the NFL in pass attempts, 719 and in passing yards per game, almost 313 yards. At 44 years old, which there's nothing, there's just never been anything like it. And there was a, 
you know, Warren Moon played in his 40s, but he was a backup later in his career. And there was a guy, George Blanda, if you want to Google him, he played past Tom Brady, but he was more of a kicker. And I read, in, uh, here's Tom Brady who hasn't, like, eaten a Snickers bar, you know, since 1984. And there's an interview with George Blanda who said he didn't play as well when he didn't smoke, so he had gone back to smoking uh, oh, really? in his 40s, yes, because he said he just it just helped his game. Mm. Helped his focus, huh? Yeah, but that dude played in, like, the 50s. The, he played in the 40s, the 50s, the 60s, and the 70s, George Blanda. Mm. 40s. He was the original quarterback of the Houston Oilers. Yeah, that's what you keep telling me. Yeah, George Blanda. I don't remember that. I wasn't around for 1960. I do know what time but that is. But he played is. mostly with another team, right? Which, what team? He played mostly with the Raiders, Raiders late in his okay. career. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he kind of bounced around a little bit. He was one of those guys that the AFL, when it started, it gave him life because he couldn't really stick in the NFL. So it's like, well, come to this league. You can throw it 40 times a game. And this was 1960. When nobody did that. They fell through it all over the yard. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, they did. Yeah. That's why. Here we go. This so, is like so six shows so worth of material. Back then. That's, that's, the, that's coming back. It's coming back to that. Because the NFL is the running league. And this is, you mm-hmm. know, you, you this is the way you play football and you run the eye. And no, AFL was like, no, man, we're going to draft Joe Namath. And he's going to throw it everywhere. So that's why quarterbacks and some skilled guys are like, I'll go play in this league. I mean, if the pay's the same. I'll go throw it around the yard. So that's what they did. But it was, yeah, it was an exciting league uh, for sure. But Brady, uh, we got a question up on Blaine and Mickey. And this is something we can talk about today during the course of, of the day. Is Brady the all-time GOAT? Because he's the football GOAT. There's just no arguing it. You're talking about in all the sports. Michael Jordan, Wayne Gretzky, Rafael Nadal, any Olympian gymnast from Russia that you might pick or whatever it is. Is he the goat of all goats? Mm. Well, you have to say this. The NFL is the biggest brand. Yep. And if he is the biggest in the NFL, I would say he may be the biggest goat. Even though, I, for whatever reason, I want to say Michael Jordan still maybe discussed the era I grew up in. Because, and then he's a billionaire. I mean, but this time has passed. So, mm-hmm. ooh. He's in the. I want to say he is, but I don't know why I'm reluctant. The biggest goat, yeah, he's got to be. He's got to be. Derek says yes. Tom Brady is the goat of goats in the Zone TV chat. Lonzo said, "Blame that happened to me." Also, I went five years once with expired car tags. <laughs> Lonzo, you rascal! <laughs> oh man, I said, "Dang it, I didn't get that. Did I missed the email." That, that sickened me, man. Yeah, March, and it was like no more like November, December. But I could see you being worried about like, oh, man, I, I, the revenue office is like six miles from here. I'm going to get stopped. Oh, man. I'll I'm drive like, extra right careful. Yeah, it's horrible. Well, the GOAT don't have to worry about all that time, Birdie. TB12, he won't be driving anywhere because they'll be driving him while he's sitting back in the back seat, relaxing. <laughs> Seven titles for him, six for Jordan. Gretzky played 20 years, four titles. This is interesting because I looked it up about Wayne Gretzky. I knew there was some odd thing about him and records. Let me ask you this, and Lucas is on the phone. Do you know how many records that Wayne Gretzky holds in the National Hockey League? He either holds the record or, or he has it tied with somebody. Do you know this, Lucas? Usually one of you guesses the number. That You guys amaze me. One of you always is pretty close. Well, I'm never good at guessing. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> you are. Don't, don't, one of you always. I got a 50-50 shot. One of you always gets G- it. G- give me a range. 
Is it how many records he holds? How many he holds or is tied with holding? Wayne Gretzky. Who has NHL records. NHL records. I'm going to say 36. Can you give me like, is that high or low? Oh, that's a... Oh, man. I I was going to say like uh, 18. 60. (laughs) What? 60. You just lied to me. I said higher. <laughs> you, oh, that's my poker But you tail. didn't answer the question. I said, is it higher or lower? Yeah, I said higher. Oh. I was yeah, I was trying to help you. That, that, nod. Oh, that head nod. Yeah, Lucas is in the other room. That. I'm on your team. That. I, I was trying to help you. Me the fake I want you to beat Lucas for once. No, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I 60. Say, I'd never be Lucas. Well, I was 60. thinking about this. A few weeks ago, on Call Your Shot on a Friday that we did, you... Your shot was Bengals finish as the AFC's one seed. I did. Now that was that didn't happen, right. but they did finish on top of the AFC. See. So that went through my mind today. Blink, you kind of called that. Yeah, that was close. Well, they finished in the way the one seed needs I to. Thought Last I thought one Titans team playing to win a close win by a field goal I over the they Bengals. Were win. They should have won. So it was the opposite. I yeah. thought I, I thought they were going to win. I did. I thought the Titans were going to win that. Why did Why did my my trap on my neck just twitch? When you you thought the Titans were gonna win, ninety nine oh, problems. Man. The Twitch is one. Yeah, that is. It's it's pissed off up there. <laughs> like that should not have happened. <laughs> it should not have happened. Uh, Hampton says Brady is only the goat of goats in America. Soccer stars are still bigger, y'all. Okay, well, I mean, okay. I give you that. Right. And yeah, Argentina, somebody would yeah. be bigger than Tom Brady. Maradona. Yeah, and Maradona. He's he's at the big soccer field in the sky Ooh. right now. Ooh. Yes, Maradona passed away in this past year. Wasn't he so short you could see his feet in his driver's license picture? <laughs> I like that expression. But yes, he was very he was very short. Like he was short. That's not like counts, though. He, he was, had big uh, skills. Like yeah, real short. That's All the Argentinian stars, Maradona and Messi, uh, very short. Yeah, Messi's so not not the big suit. Both of those guys. Did somebody get arrested today? <laughs> From the uh, soccer? Uh, not yeah, I've Lucas. Seen. Do we have soccer news? <laughs> Yeah. Somebody got arrested from soccer? Yeah, somebody did. Come on, man. Uh, Go I'll, look that up. I'll for, I think a little, a little assault there. Just check that out during just a the little? break. Yeah, just, I don't know what the extent of it. I was just scrolling through Twitter, and I just kept scrolling. I don't want to read any of the negativity. But, you know, one thing is uh, really funny by Alex Manns. I'm really starting to believe or think that the NFL is rigged. Oh, let's hold on to that question yes. for later. Because I thought that about the NBA for a long, long time. <laughs> the NBA, why? Like black that, helicopters well, the and the Lakers Celtics was always right. No, I'm thinking after that, when the Kings always got beat by the Lakers. But I oh, think, they just outright cheated the referee. The oh, King, 100%. Some of my Sacramento Kings yes. uh, with the head Weber and those yes. guys. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, okay, were, we're all on the same page yeah. here. Sports are rigged. All right, Lucas, I know you're feeling the phone call. Uh, we got to get out of here because Mark Long, the AP reporter who is all over this mess in Jacksonville, is going to join us next to tell us all about the mess in Jacksonville. I'm going to get some of these nuts. <laughs>Mickey 104.5 The Zone, uh, said to be joined any minute now by Mark Long of the Associated Press. He's been all over this uh, Jaguar stuff. If you guys remember, it was, what, a little over a week ago when it looked as though Byron Leftwich was a sure thing to be the head coach of the Jaguars. It had been reported by some outlets that it was about to happen, and it did not happen. So um, 
It has yet to happen. They still don't have a head coach. We got a couple calls. You want to squeeze in a couple of these? Right, Quay? Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, let's do this, and we'll and we'll keep talking some of this Tom Brady, but we posed the question, is is he the goat of goats? And people have called in on the Mark Spain Real Estate Hotline to weigh in. KC in the borough up first today. Hello, KC. Uh, how are y'all gentlemen doing? We're doing awesome. Yeah. Uh, my pick is Bill Russell. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, nice one. What, he had, like, 11? 11, and he also won as a player's coach. Mm. Yeah, but he went 11 as a that. player and two mm-hmm. more as a player coach. Is that right? That's correct. Yes, the sir. The first flathead coach in the NBA. Yeah, mm. Bill, Bill, uh, Casey, that's a, that's a fantastic That's a great one because I forgot Bill, about that. He Bill always Russell. gets lost in the shuffle. He's the greatest winner of all time, Bill Russell. Mm. I mean, nobody won more than Bill Russell. Casey, that's fantastic. Maybe that was Casey Jones, his teammate. Zeke was a Celtic, well, also, too. Yeah. Is he? Is he still? He may be at the big basketball arena in the sky, too. Uh, Maybe he called. I don't know. I, I remember him. That's because I was a uh, Philadelphia 76. I was Dr. J guy. Oh, you Andrew know. Tony and mm-hmm. Maurice Cheeks. Mo Cheeks, Bobby mm-hmm. Jones, mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Caldwell Jones. Uh-huh. Remember that guy? And uh, Dawkins. Mo- Moses Malone later on. Daryl Dawkins. When they Shocker added Thunder. Moses Malone, when I really, I was like, they can take the state, uh, Celtics down. Nope. <laughs> They remember, did it one time. Well, they did it one time because remember yeah. his he had the greatest playoff prediction of all time. Do you, do you remember not, this? No. Somebody asked him, "What's your prediction for the playoffs?" And I guess they had, I, th- I think it was they had to win three series to win it. And he said, "Foe, foe, foe," mean like win four, win four, win four. It's over. Foe, foe, foe. I, I have to find that. But his wow. foe, foe, foe. Like we about sh- we about to not lose a game. Malone. That was a super team of Sixers. Yeah. So, I mean, where do you put Russell on there? Why Why isn't he number one? Because he played so long ago. Because he played 50-plus years ago. 11 championships. Yeah. And I, as Casey said, and, I, and I, if my mind serves me right, 11 as a player, then two more as a player. Coach, 13 total, if I'm not mistaken. What? Are you sure it wasn't nine then to Nine two and 11? two. Oh, maybe that's right. But why isn't he the GOAT then? Of all goals. Nobody gives him kind of the respect he deserves. It's almost like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, all-time leading scorer. Nobody, they act like he was, man, nobody could stop this guy hook. Yeah, if you ask most people who is like the, it's 11 times, you're right. 11, <laughs> 9 and 2, 11. So, uh, Mark Long is on the line with us. We'll get back to this discussion later. Let's ask Mark. Mark with the Associated Press. Hey, with the retirement of Tom Brady, Mark, obviously, you're a well-read sports scholar working for the Associated Press. Um, who is the goat of goats? And we could say American sports because I know in other countries might be a soccer player. In America, who's the goat of goats? Ooh, right now? Uh, uh, yeah, uh, well, uh, of all time of in all American time. sports. Oh, all time. Yeah. All time. Oh, I'm Michael Jordan. Come on. <laughs> he just said it when he – Michael Jordan. Watch this. Bill, Bill Russell has 11 championships in total. I, I don't care. Give me Michael Jordan. Hey, Give me Michael Jordan all day. You isn't have that, Bill Russell, I'm taking Michael Jordan. You build your team, I'll build mine. I'll win, I'll win your 11 championships back in the day. No, this was the caller. Naturally, we were, I said Tom <laughs> Brady, but it, it's like how do you look at Tom Brady when he's in the best league of all time and then he was the best in that league? Yeah, no, listen, I, I, I thought you were saying without Tom Brady. Oh, I'm no, still, you had I'm him still. in the discussion. Oh, no, I'm taking Tom Brady. Man, he's <laughs> oh, okay. he's gotcha. the absolute GOAT. It's, yeah, there's no, it's not, you can't even look at, like, 
different errors and what I mean. It's there's so much parity in that league, and he does it with different teams, uh, different offensive coordinators, different receivers, different people around him, different supporting cast, different opponents. Uh, he's done it in different decades. You know, I mean, the guy's amazing. He's uh, he's hands down. Uh, I don't think we'll ever. I mean, you know, again, famous last words, but I don't think we'll ever see another one like Tom Brady in terms of the NFL. I mean, the guy is just a phenomenal quarterback. The age, all of it is just fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. Mark Long, our guest, uh, Associated Press writer covering the Jags. What's it been like to keep a hot board for this coaching search? (laughs) (laughs) It's a hot board or is it a cold board? I I couldn't even tell you the temperature of the board. Uh, It's unbelievable. I mean, this is the craziest, weirdest, strangest, oddest search I've ever been a part of. It's, it has been a meandering wild ride that, you know, now all of a sudden 50 days in is back where it started with Doug Peterson. They're interviewing him right now. And that's where they were. That was their first interview on December 30th. So before the season even ended. So it's like really weird that, you know, here you go. The guy's 31 days, 32 days between interviews, his first and his second you know, that tells you right there that they don't know what they're doing. They they they, they narrowed it down to three finalists, Matt Eberflus and Byron Leftwich and Nathaniel Hackett, and none of them ended up in Jacksonville. And, you know, you get it if all three of them took other jobs, but, you know, Byron Leftwich is still sitting there. So clearly something happened. It sure looks like, you know, all the writing on the wall that Shad Khan, owner Shad Khan, is, is – keeping Trent Baalke and siding with Trent Baalke over the power struggle that they had with, with Byron Leftwich in terms of Byron wanting his other, wanting his own guy. And, uh, you know, here they are, you know, sitting here starting over, you know, and adding some names into the mix. Vic Fangio last week, Rich Bisaccio this week, and it looks like, you know, maybe those are going to be coordinator interviews. But then, you know, so then it begs the question, who's interviewing coordinators when you don't have a head coach? That makes no sense at all. And so why, why would the GM and the, and the owner be interviewing guys they see as potential uh, coordinators when you, when you haven't hired the head coach? So the whole thing is, is you know, chaotic at best, uh, clueless and dysfunctional at worst. Mm. Ooh, man. Uh, Mark Long, AP Mark Long, at AP Mark Long. That's where you can find him on Twitter covering all this stuff with the Jags. Well, uh, Mark, we gave you a call because, you know, we're miserable here as Titans fans because we lost. But I don't think the Titans fans understand that it can get way worse. <laughs> so kind of explain to us this uh, poop show and where <laughs> Trent Baalke fits into all this, who is manager, general manager, and nobody wants to coach for. Yeah, that's, I mean, he is the unbelievable wild card. This is, you know, this was a perfect opportunity for them to start over. You know, Urban Meyer was a debacle. Trent Baalke was a debacle. This, it was a, you know, you put those two together, you thought, okay, I'm going to give this thing a, a chance. You took a big gamble and it backfired. You got egg all over your face. Flush it and start over. Whatever the cost, flush it, move on. Instead, Shotcon fired Urban Meyer, kept Trent Baalke, let him lead the search, and I guess we're going to, find out that he did that because he just didn't want to go through a GM search. That's what it sounds like. He just didn't want to go down that path. And, you know, he could have done that, hired a GM, let the GM basically go find the head coach, 
and get it done that way. I mean, they've had they're they're coming closing on 50 days since they fired Urban Meyer. They've had 50 days to figure this thing out, and now they're <clears throat> I think they're on coaching interview number 12. Throw in Fangio and Rick Spielman, some Bisaccia. I mean, it's just some some weird diversions along the way, and we still have no idea. The only thing that seems certain is Trent Baalke will be in the building, you know, at some in some capacity. I would assume as the GM. Now, whether he has a new boss, an executive vice president uh, in charge of him, you know, that remains to be seen. Maybe that's going to be Spielman. Maybe Spielman works for him, and it's kind of the the maybe a, a fallback plan. I don't know, but uh, it is weird beyond belief, and it makes every other franchise look functional. Just basic functionality. That's, I mean, everybody else, the Bears, the Vikings, the, the Giants, all these teams that, that you know, have been up and down on the field, they, they get it right. You know, when it comes time to interview, they, they identify their pieces, their, their people. They go, identif- they go interview them. They narrow it down. They interview them again, and then they pick one. It's so it seems so simple, but the Jags can't even get that right. And it just goes to that's what this franchise has been for the better part of 20 years. They had a blimp in 2017 where they got it right, a little blip. And other than that, it's been it's been chaos and dysfunction at every turn. Mm. Man, we're on uh, with Mark Long, with AP writer. Uh, talking all Jags, I, I guess for me, Shad Khan seems like, okay, he'll spend the money. He just made some bad decisions on the hires, whether it's the GM or, or, or the coach. So is he more hands-on or is he a hands-off you know, owner? And is that part of the issue? Like how often does he stay in Jacksonville? I, I'm not sure. Like, no, he lives in, so he has two homes, as most billionaires do, right? Mm-hmm. He has a, well, he has a, you know, a, $250 million yacht that he's, he's on some of the time, but he has, he has a home in Naples, Florida, and he has a home in Champaign, Illinois. So he, that's his place. So he's an absentee owner. He does not live in Jacksonville. Uh-huh. He doesn't come to Jacksonville every week. So that's first and foremost, probably mm. I would say his number one issue is he's not there and he doesn't have anybody on the football side there. Now, you know, he's got some business people in the building every day who are, trustworthy and have been there a long time and keep him in the loop but on the football side it can get pretty messy over there on the football side and, and when you got you hire a general manager you hire a head coach and you don't have those two you know tied at the hip handcuffed married whatever you want to call it uh you go we go do or die in it together whatever you want to attach that's not what that's not been the case in Jacksonville and all of a sudden what happens when things start going bad and my god they've gone bad in Jacksonville for a long time things start going bad people start pointing fingers the coach is trying to save himself he starts pointing at the the personnel department the personnel department is trying to save himself the gm's trying to save himself he starts pointing at the coaching and so all of a sudden you end up with you know with backbiting and and finger pointing and backstabbing and rumors and leaks and all this stuff and it's just complete train wreck and that's what they had they had it here with uh dave caldwell and doug marone and then they had it again last year with trent balky and urban meyer so and you have assistant coaches you got players getting involved last year players leaking to their agents all that stuff and it is a mess and if that didn't get you to completely flush it and start over then nothing's gonna and that's, that was why I said he had the perfect opportunity after not even close, the worst 
year in franchise history and maybe one of the most dysfunctional years in for any franchise. Uh, you know, that should have been a complete sign that, you know, you got the wrong people at the top, flush it, start over, get this thing right, pair the two people, pair that head coach and that GM together, pair them and say, hey, you go, you both go, you, you know, and say to the other one, you go, you're both going. That's it. You guys are tied at the hip forever, for better, for worse, till, you know, till you fired, do you part and, uh, and, and, and make it work like that. Instead, you know, you've got all this drama, you're keeping a guy that fans have revolted against clown show, all that boy. I mean, you're, you're just setting yourself up for more failure. Mm. Well, I want to ask something, and I don't know the background of Shaq Khan, but does he have, I guess, brothers or sisters or, or children that could be in the building to, since he's not there, to at least be his eyes and ears to at least know what really is closer to the truth of what's going on? Yeah, like Tony. So interesting story. He does have two children, a boy and a girl, and, and they are the ownership is set up this way. Shaq Khan has 30, 34% owner. His son, Tony, is 33, and his daughter is 33. The daughter is not part of the franchise. The son was. You know, he's still relatively young, uh, in his 30s, and he um, he was in the building every day. When when Shotgun first bought the team in 2011, 2012 season was his first one in the NFL, his son was in the building every day. He created an analytics department. He's a, you know, rocket science type guy, very okay. smart. Uh, so he was, and then what happened was he ran into some resistance, resistance from the personnel department, resistance from the coaching staff, uh, in terms of, you know, what he was trying to get done. So, you know, the, the son went and did some of his own things. He started a baseball analytics company. He started, he became the general manager of Fulham soccer club in London. And now he's, he created from scratch, AEW, all elite wrestling, which is now, uh, challenging the WWE. So the son mm. has gone and made himself, you know, made his own, made his own path, but now he's not in the building. So there's no one really in the building giving Shotgun honest daily, weekly, monthly feedback in terms of what's going on. When stuff starts going bad, like last year and Urban Meyer and finger pointing and players revolting, all those things and fans dysfunction, you know, you wonder what message is that, is getting back to Shad Khan from from the building on a daily basis. Uh, so I would think, and again, we don't know if they're going there this way. I would think he needs an EVP, an executive vice president, uh, in charge of everything, and then the the coach and the general manager report to that person, and that person is totally loyal to Shad Khan, mm-hmm. and getting making sure he's in the loop and making sure these two guys aren't doing their own thing and that they're uh, tied at the hip for better, for worse. Mm, we're on with AP writer uh, Mark Long on all things Jaguars. <clears throat> all right, Mark. So on the way out, is anybody in Trevor Lawrence's ear? Who does he want? <laughs> mm. That's a good question. Now, I, I will say this. Trevor Lawrence is one of the few people who, who does have a, a connection to Shad Khan in terms of they text, they talk. He was on the yacht, you know, in December, telling him what he thought about Urban Meyer, telling him what he thought about the direction of the franchise. Um, so... He does. You know, they know, they realize, Shad Khan realizes, he may not be a football guy, but he realizes this is their franchise quarterback, and he's shown, you know, glimpses of, of, of enough talent to think, okay, this is the guy we need to do everything in our power to make, to make, to get the right pieces around him 
and make him better. Get the right head coach, get the right offensive coordinator, get the right quarterback coach, add some pieces uh, on offense, and try to get Trevor Lawrence to be your Tom Brady. And then all of a sudden you're going to have a chance. And Shad Khan understands that. And so I would think Trevor Lawrence, he might not be signing off on who they're, you know, who they're interviewing. He's certainly not in the room when they're interviewing candidates. But I can guarantee you uh, he's probably going to at least have a chance to give his input on any hire. Mark, fantastic stuff. Especially those guys on the offensive side of the ball. Okay. Hey, fantastic stuff. People need to be following you uh, at AP Mark Long or anywhere they can send the Associated Press. Well, well, real quick. Appreciate you. Who do the yeah. fans want, Mark? Mm. Who do they, the fans want them to hire as the coach? They wanted they wanted Byron Leftwich, and yeah. they wanted Byron Leftwich with Adrian Wilson. Two 42-year-old former players, both of them a decade or more in the league, and um, two guys, and they wanted to go – they were ready to go young – pair young smart minds with uh with trevor lawrence and and see how it works that way mm, and then you can make tony baselli the evp there you go now you have it just tell them to call me my too, phone's yeah. open my line's open you can give me a call <laughs> thank you thank mark you guys. yes sir Appreciate great it. stuff always good hey he's a good follow on twitter at ap mark long hilarious all right when we come back we can go back to phones we've been weighing in on this topic is tom brady the goat of goats uh and ap mark long went with michael jordan Got some Jordan talk in the uh, Zone TV chat uh, as well. You can weigh in, 615-737-1045. Blaine and Mickey, 104.5 The Zone. Rolling with you on a Tuesday. Asking the question today in honor of Tom Brady, tired after 22 years, is Tom Brady the goat of goats? There's a great list on ESPN right now. Michael Jordan, Muhammad Ali, Babe Ruth, Tom Brady, Serena Williams. Uh, they're have, actually not asking the, the goat of goats. They're asking great at, greatest athletes. This is top five greatest athletes of all time. And uh, Max Kellerman has Jordan at one, Muhammad Ali at two, Babe Ruth at three. Tom Brady at four, Serena Williams at five. What Babe Ruth did, and that was so long ago, 100 years ago, when entire teams weren't hitting as many home runs, half as many home runs as he was hitting on his own, mm-hmm. he was uniquely talented for his time. But again, that's about 100 years ago. But I think Jason in Nashville wants to weigh in on this on the Mark Spain Real Estate Hotline. Jason, what what you got, man? What's going on? Hey, man, thanks for taking my call. I appreciate it. Um, Thank you for calling. I mean, look, when it comes to rings, it's going to be kind of hard to argue that Brady is the best to do it just because of the simple fact he has rings. But in my mind, this is just my opinion, the the best quarterback in play of a season and directing his team was Montana. And I believe that even Brady would say that himself, which he has. You know, but I think that the longevity of players being able to play longer plays a factor into more rings of what Brady has has been able to achieve because I believe in the Montana era, it was a lot harder to be a quarterback. You didn't have the Brady rule where people hit you or you didn't have all these player safety things. Back then, you earned everything. And that's not Brady's fault. You know, you play with what's going on, just like in the NBA. I don't think it's as, you know, physical as it was when Jordan played. 
So, but um, that's just my opinion. When when you ask who the goat is, to be able to have four consecutive Super Bowls the way Montana did in the style of play that they were playing in. That sets it aside, but I'm also recognizing the rings and the accomplishments that Brady has. I'm not trying to take that away. I just don't know that you can say that he's better than Montana because I don't think it's as rough as a sport as it was back in those days. Mm, one more question for you. Is it is it a different answers, I guess, for you in that the top five best athletes of all time? Is that a different answer for you? Um... You know, man, um, I, what do you, okay, here's a good question to ask a question with a question. What do you base an athlete off of? Is it always a Super Bowl? You know, because there's been great athletes that never just could get the ring. Yep. I mean, Jim Kelly went four times to the Super Bowl and never won a ring, but he's still acknowledged because how many people go to the Super Bowl period? Yes. And you went there four times. And Bo Jackson so, might be the greatest athlete of all time. I mean, he never played in any Super Bowls. Right. And I, and I even say that about um, Dan Marino. Yeah. I mean, that dude was a pure quarterback, but just never could get the ring. So yeah. what makes you a GOAT? Is it always just the rings? You know, because Iverson, use Iverson. He, he, was, he gave his all on the court with no help. Never had help. He spent a lot of his years in Philly with no help and would play with a broken arm and broken ankle and – you know, yeah, he don't have the rings that Jordan has, but did that not make him a goat in its own? Hey, Jason, thank you, man. That's a mm, bunch of fantastic points. Mm -hmm. And Blaine and I were talking about this earlier. I I've said this before. I hadn't said it today, but my theory on this has always been you almost have to be the goat of your era because for the longest time, as Tom Brady was kind of stacking up his Super Bowl wins, my thing was Bart Starr won five NFL championships. He won two Super Bowls, but he won three NFL championships before that. Then if you really want to go note for note, goat for goat, Otto Graham played in a different league, one of the ones that merged with the NFL, the All-American Football Conference. It existed four years. They won it four years, the Browns with him at quarterback. Then he played six years in the NFL and played for a championship all six years. Oh, wow. He played 10 years in the NFL. He played for 10 championships or he played 10 years of professional football right. in a league that merged with the NFL and then the NFL. He played 10 straight championship games and won seven of them. He only played 10 years. So where do you put him on the list? See, that's what, so that's Otto Graham is always my argument. And I'm not saying Tom Brady's not just the greatest of greatest, but Otto Graham won seven in 10 years and never didn't play for a championship but people don't know that because his career started in like 1948 you know watch this i'm about to get you do you have to have the championships to say that you were great of Boy. all time but dan marino might be the greatest argument against that because there's a bunch of people say oh no dan marino's the best ever he, he played in one never won he played in one in year two like joey burrow's about to do and he never even played for another Super Bowl, but you played against him. You... <laughs> it's funny you do that. I'm sitting there looking at you like, ooh, I don't know, man. But you played against Montana. You played against Brady. And I played against Elway, Peyton. I mean, that's yeah, – you overlapped. You overlapped, you, which is fantastic. And the beginning of the new school. school. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I ever got Tom Brady. I played against Drew Bledsoe, but Brady was there. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. That's a tough one there, man. Dan Marino's release was the quickest thing I'd ever seen in my life. That's what I'm not even gonna lie. I was like, what the heck is this? And oh, by the way, 
he was as loud at yelling at his players. I almost felt like I could hear their play calls oh, in yeah. the huddle. When he starts talking to everybody, uh, you know, and then he's yelling out checks and changes. I mean, you could hear him clear as day out there. It was like, dang, this guy's different. Now, my, imagine now I'm a rookie and I'm out there hearing all this. I'm like, good Lord. Who is this dude? No one. I knew who Dan Marino was. Because you've been like, watching him on TV your right, whole life. But I'm going, oh, this is totally different now when you're in the mix. This is, yeah, he he had a rocket launcher. I would say his release was the quickest. Elway might have had the strongest arm because that's right. when the, uh, the DB coach told me I could run to the other side when he rolls out. He won't throw to the backside. Uh, and he did. And then they were like, where were you? I said, the coach told me. He up there <laughs> waving his arms like, nah. They said, yeah, you did. I'm throwing you under the bus. You told me to do that. I did it at practice because you told me to do it. Uh, so there's a lot of, you know, Montana I caught at the end. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Steve Young. I don't know where he's on the list, but I caught him right there towards the end. So, man, there's a lot of great quarterbacks. I I think the guys are so much bigger and stronger. That's why it makes Brady just so special in that his longevity and then to go out with the numbers that he went out with. Not even just as a ring, but the way he was playing. Yeah. It's just it's remarkable at 44. So it's it's hard to go against him. I'm sure he was going to say Joe Montana because that was his idol growing up being a California kid. Right. Uh, So, yeah. But, man, I I think uh, listen to uh, Teddy Bruschi the other day. On ESPN talking about him when it was all the controversy, if he was retiring or not. It was like that was a buildup. I didn't think the way he phrased everything made it seem like they were a defensive-oriented team the first couple times. And it was leaning, starting to go towards Brady. But they had no idea that he would be this special after they left. Mm -hmm. Then he continued it on, and it was really on his back after that. Going into ring number three, then on four after or five, <laughs> yeah. six, seven. Yeah. So it was kind of like, dang. So they thought he was good, but then to be special, he kind of continued to evolve his game and get better yeah. as time went on, which is uh, pretty remarkable, uh, especially at uh, Father Time didn't get him. Father Time has gotten us for this first hour of the show, but we got the second hour of the show coming back, including a visit from Coach Mack. We'll ask him what he thinks about Tom Brady and the playoff games and everything else that's going on right now. We'll also squeeze in some phone calls in the first segment of the next hour. So if you're on hold, stay on hold. We'll get to you.